This is the John Oakley Show podcast. All right, let's get running. It's time for topics worthy of discussion. The panel part of the program brought to you by Pizzaville Pound Dial or Dial Pound 3636. Joining us in the studio, the Tuesday edition, the usual group, Kevin Gadette. President of Bright Point Strategy, formerly head of the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. Kevin, how you doing? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thank you. Thanks for weighing in. Alyssa Freeman's with us, PR and pop culture media expert. How's Alyssa? Just fine, and Happy New Year to you, John. Ditto. And Rocco Rossi, the CEO of the Ontario Chamber of Commerce. How you doing, my man? Resolved in the new year for another great day on talk radio. Maybe. That's very good. Yeah, all right. Well, we hope to string a few of them together at least. Uh, we'll see what we can, we can do. You know, last hour, it's interesting because uh, a topic had come up. Justin Trudeau, you know, flying to and fro uh, Costa Rica for his holiday over the, the Christmas break. And uh, there were two, count them, two Challenger jets. And they went back and forth. And, uh, you know, people are saying, wait a minute, what's he doing? Because even Joaquin Phoenix at the Golden Globes on Sunday was imploring his colleagues and, you know, the beautiful people of Hollywood, the elites, to uh, at least, you know, walk the walk or fly the fly uh, instead of just talking the talk about reducing carbon footprints for everybody, the great unwashed. And so, you know, we ought to take fewer jet plane trips. So I'm going to ask you, Alyssa Freeman, because I, did this guy learn nothing? Is he still tone deaf after the last election where he was chastened? I'm talking about Justin Trudeau now. Why is he still flying Challenger jets to far-flung exotic locales? That doesn't do anything for climate change, and that's he's the biggest proponent of such in this country. What gives? I don't think he cares. I think he, honestly, Justin's going to do what Justin's going to do, because after everything that was thrown at him in the federal election, including blackface, for goodness sakes, people still put him into power. So I figure, I, I think that he thinks, well, you know what, I've got to get there to point A to point B, I'm going to take the challenger, and that's just the way it is. So, you know, he was really tainted with this whole sense of luxury and entitlement when he went to visit the Agacon, and and I think that happened a few years ago. So ever since then, every time he goes somewhere that's out of country and the mode of transport that he uses really comes under the microscope. That being said, he's not walking the walk. He's doing whatever Justin wants to do because he knows he can get away with it. Well, all right, but by the same token, I mean, it doesn't lend any credibility to his campaign to impose a carbon tax on us, which came in just, you know, last week. And uh, it's, again, uh, the total hypocrisy here is so overwhelmingly obvious, I, I don't even know how to comment on it. Is it because he doesn't give a rat's, you know what, uh, somebody had opined earlier, he's like, Ricky Gervais, this is his fifth year, it's my last, what do I care, it's my last rodeo. Uh, is that what's going on here, Kevin? Well, isn't the first commandment of the progressive handbook, do as I say, not as I do? So they just follow in their own commandments. All right. It's that simple, huh? So uh, you don't think there's any fallout from this or repercussion, or are we just making a mountain out of a molehill because everybody well, well, deserves well, a vacation? I, I agree with you. Um, the hypocrisy is ridiculous. Uh, but these progressives, because they have that bully pulpit, they think they're entitled to do whatever they want because... But they're saying such wonderful things and making such a wonderful contribution by saying what they're saying. So it's important they fly first class or in a private jet to accept an award during which they say that the rest of us, the rest of you, I should say, should act more appropriately. And then they jump back in the private jet and fly away. And Look, I, I think everyone is entitled um, to vacation, uh, but I did find it... Um, incredibly important that uh, Boris Johnson, who just won a massive uh, majority government in the UK, flew economy 
uh, to St. Lucia for his vacation. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, even for those who might say, well, we have to have separate flight uh, situation for security and other reasons, surely to goodness, um, the Prime Minister of British uh, of of the the United Kingdom is under greater uh, security issues than uh, than those of us here in in Canada, and yet he saw fit um, to fly economy uh, to Saint Lucia and good on Bojo. But that's always been part of his image. So Bojo, which I never heard him call that, but I like it, Rocco. So I'm going to steal it. He's always. Um, put himself out there as a man of the people. I am one of you. So when you tell me that he's uh, flown, you know, economy like the rest of us, the great unwashed, I think, well, yeah, that's something that Boris Johnson would do. Would do. But Justin Trudeau has never seen himself as one of us, and he has proven that time and time again. He operates in his own bubble by his own rules. And while he knows that people are going to, may take shots at the travel, he just thinks, well, they're going to take shots at me anyway, so I'm just going to do it. So the fact that he he is not flying economy, although he did fly a commercial plane to go from one place to the other within Costa Rica. I heard that. Well, yeah, it was 100 kilometers uh, just north of San Jose where he landed. So It would have been much much more interesting to drive it, actually, to go well, through the it, country. <laughs> but is this, Kevin, why, uh, I guess, you know, and we're still talking about Ricky Gervais' appearance at the Golden Globes where he took the Mickey right out of the Hollywood elites, why it has such resonance and folks, primarily on the right, are reveling in it because he spoke the ultimate truth to power and elitism, didn't he? And well, the guys the, like Justin Trudeau. Well, I, yeah, I heard your, your conversation yesterday with the head of ACTRA, um, Sparrow. <clears throat> and, and it's funny to me because the, the, the conversation revolves around who is the audience of Gervais' comments. And he's poked a stick in the eye of the, the, the Hollywood elites sitting in front of him. But that's not his audience. His audience is the ex tens of millions of people at home who struggle to relate to the hypocrisy of these rich elites. But, you know, the people, the tens of millions of people of home, at home that were listening to Ricky Gervais, me included, you know, when you were listening to his routine, his shtick, number one, he's got a world tour coming up. So, you know, the more provocative you are, the better, because we're still talking about it several days, several days afterwards. But some, we've been so conditioned to be politically correct now within comedy. I remember I was sitting there thinking, should I be laughing at this? I mean, it's pretty damn funny, but should I be, is, is that appropriate? That's and, sad. And yeah. the more, but the more and more I thought about it, that. but that more and more I thought about it, it was funny, especially when he said to me, pick up your award, thank your agent, thank your God, and leave. Well, he didn't but say not leave. Not quite leave. That was, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was I a little saltier than that. He really punctuated the well, point. Okay, so. But, get but the F do off. We, do, we yeah. have, do we have that button here? <laughs> uh, well, they, they certainly did on TV. Yeah. Uh, he was on a delay, so they knew what they had bargained for, and that was the Hollywood Foreign Press, which tells me that, you know, there's a different mindset coming from outside the bubble, the Hollywood bubble, per se. But, uh, you a know. A lot less PC. Well, but wasn't the real issue that uh, the underlying thing is that he spoke truth to power. Gervais did. I mean, that's what it is. You're saying, well, he's comedy. Great comedy is when you reveal, um, you know, uncomfortable truths. Uncomfortable truths. Exactly. Uh, And uh, he is a master at it. And, you know, he's been dumped from other shows uh, for being seen to be too far good on the Golden Globes for bringing him on because... 
um, he tells it as he sees it, and uh, good on him. I think he's extremely funny. Oh, there, well, he had a few jokes there, especially the one about Dame Judi Dench, and look, anybody no wants one... to listen to it can listen to that. Yeah. I I was uncomfortable. Even he was uncomfortable thinking he was going to go get to the punchline on that one. And if you want to hear about it, folks, just he's got well, a nice beard, just Google though. it. Yeah. So does Justin. Doesn't Justin have a new does beard he? now? You know what? Yes. That's not a beard. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, you bring yeah. that up. I mean, uh, we did ask the last segment no. last hour, so I'll, uh-huh. I'll put it around the horn very quickly. Since you raised the specter here, Kevin Gaudet, I mean, what is this image change that ju- just on vacation didn't feel like shaving, or do you think it's an attempt at a more mature Justin and showing gravitas? It's not as easy to put blackface on a beard. What what is going on here with the man? Well, I'm not sure what costume this actually goes with, so perhaps it's costume related. Didn't he used to have that pirate? mustache thing that he had going. and true, Captain Morgan. Yeah, well, yeah, that's right. That's who he looked like. He probably drank some rum in Costa Rica, too. Um, Look, he was gone. He was gone. (laughs) Yes, loads of it. Uh, I'm confident that he was just in Costa Rica for three weeks and decided he wouldn't shave. Um, And then he kind of liked the look of it, and... He'll keep that up for a while. A big deal. Is it going to drive the ladies insane, Alyssa? Oh, it just might. Okay. You never know. I you do. love him. I don't love After what I just said about him, the look of him, vain and that he lives in a bubble. The that, look of him. The look of okay. him. Okay, there's, yes, it's, absolutely. It's interesting. And they I have to, met him, so yes, they used he to is joke visually of, arresting. They used to joke of uh, Brian Mulroney that it was the chin that walked like a man. <laughs> this is the beard that walks like a man. Mm. All right. uh, By the way, uh, there is another issue that has to do with uh, a woman who's still walking like a man to a certain extent, Jessica Yaniff. Remember the notorious Jessica Yaniff, Uh, trans individual uh, who is now again uh, suing an esthetician out there on the coast in B.C. after having lost on uh, previous occasions uh, at the the human rights tribunal level because uh, they were not... uh, required to, these are women, racialized women from certain ethnic communities or uh, cultural backgrounds to uh, provide a Brazilian wax to somebody who still has male genitalia. Very uncomfortable. Well, in this instance, Jessica Yaniff is asking for a full-on leg wax and the Brazilian, I guess, again. And so uh, this person uh, has has to defend herself before the tribunal. My question, and I was asking somebody from the uh, Center for uh, Constitutional Justice, who was representing on the Sikh woman, by the way, who is now the uh, defendant, if there could be a countersuit for malicious prosecution or harassment, doesn't that make sense to you? I mean, how many times do we have to go up the same hill and have the same? I mean, the ruling has come down rather unequivocally the last yeah. time from the Human Rights Tribunal. Why is this allowed to persist? This is vexatious a litigation, isn't it, Rocco? I, I absolutely agree. And in fact, uh, the ruling talked about effectively the weaponization of this of this process that um, that she is doing it purposefully uh, for financial gain. This is not some rights battle, you know, uh, it's a shakedown. It is a shakedown. And uh and somehow that's got to be brought to uh, to to an end, and there should be a way to counter sue. Right, and so uh, really, it rests on constitutional matters. If you want to underpin it with some kind of a, a serious subtext here, that you know, self identity is in the hierarchy of rights. I guess at least tantamount to religious rights to you know practice your faith without having to you know, if you're a Sikh woman. Uh, you don't have to necessarily attend to somebody with male genitalia. So I don't know, Kevin, where do we see it? I mean, are they tantamount or does one, uh, you know, supersede the other? What do you make of Ms. Yanov's lawsuit in this regard? 
I, I'm not a big fan of these human rights tribunals in the first place, but if we're going to have them, they should follow uh, more closely with regular tort laws. So it's it's unfortunate that the accused have to represent themselves while the 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 accuser, uh, in this case, Jessica, Je- Jessica uh, gets court appointed or tribunal appointed legal assistance. And I don't and either leg, either led enabling legislation doesn't say uh, or or it's not being used that when a judge when the tribunal dismisses as they did the application should cost, cost. costs should be awarded and, well, and they the, were they were in the yeah. previous cases three cases two thousand dollars each copy so six thousand in total and I asked the uh, representative for the defendant this time have those previous costs been paid no not yet. So this is really playing fast and loose. They shouldn't be so. Jessica shouldn't be allowed to file. Uh, uh, the court should impose larger fines and should whatever they have to do go to a sheriff or a bailiff, whatever the heck it is, to obtain the cash. Um, Garnish the funds. Well, yeah. there is a put a lien on property. Whatever. Yeah. In this yeah. case, though, why even allow what looks to me to be a frivolous and vexatious complaint to proceed? What's what's the thinking of the tribunal here? We have precedents. They've tossed out the other cases. And awarded costs. Except to uh, to Kevin's point, uh, they're not held to the same rules as courts. But should they be? This is and why they I, be. I bring up the question of whether or not uh, it would be appropriate. File charges, a countersuit, malicious prosecution, or harassment. Alyssa? I agree. And, and you know, when you look at the, the trajectory of this case, first of all, I believe that Jessica Yaniv, if I had to speculate, and I don't like to do it, but, you know, she could have gone anywhere for a wax, let's just face it. But she went to these particular people, and she knew that this, there would be a brouhaha that would, that would result from it. So, you know, the fact that she is continuing on this path, thinking, first, first of all, I think it's very evident right now that there's nothing altruistic about this. This is absolutely self-propagating, and at some point, you know, you lose public sympathy and the jig is up. So the jig really should be up on her right now. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.